Ah, the Christmas season and the sports abound. Reporting a 100% chance of Christmas next week for some reason. Sports Central on your radio right now. Brought to you in part by the Cleveland Heights Golf Course. Your host is Brian Buckley. It is that time of year. Almost Merry Christmas time, guys. Welcome to Sports Central on Talk Radio 96.7. Ryan Buckley, Mark McCollum, Jenna Kidd. How are we doing today, guys? Doing great. I'm feeling pretty jolly right now. Yeah, yeah I'm in the holiday mood. Yeah. Brought, brought us in, man. I am, I am in the holiday spirit. Now, thank you for that intro, Eric. It's a nice little uh, getting us ready for next week. Wait until you hear what I have coming. Ooh. Wow. wow. Stick around. There's going to be more music. <laughs> we might, should we just go to the second segment now so we can just beat, beat uh, the rush? Nah. No, we'll <laughs> stick here. We got a lot to talk about, a lot to cover today. In our second segment, we'll have Jenny Levy. Really excited to have her on the show from U.S. Lacrosse Women's National Team, the head coach over there. Been at North Carolina, University of North Carolina, rather, for 27 years. She's the only head coach they've ever had. So it'll be really interesting to t- get her take on building a team, the foundation work, and how that transitions over to U.S. Lacrosse team. Yeah. I don't even know where to start today. There's so much we could start with. I do actually know where we're going to start. We're going to start with Iron Man. And we're going to sprint through this one. <laughs> so Iron Man was this past <laughs> and weekend. Swim and swim and bike. And bike. And bike. Yep. Yeah, I guess I left those two out. Uh, Iron Man this past weekend over at Lake Eva Park in Haines City. Really special shout out to the Haines City team over there. Did a fantastic job with getting all the volunteers set, working with Iron Man. And they do a fantastic job at Iron Man on making this event just absolutely stellar and spectacular. Poe County Sports Marketing also lends a hand in making sure the event goes off without a hitch, and it is just a very successful event. Real quick, I have an update on the top overall time, and wait till you guys hear this. So just to break this down, triathlon is a 1.2-mile swim, a 56-mile bike ride, and then a 13.1-mile run in that order. Oh, my gosh. Uh, This is the winning times. The swim was 31 minutes and 11 seconds. So 1.2-mile swim to start off, 31 minutes, 11 seconds. They go into what's called a transition, which is you you know get out of your swim gear and you get ready to ride the bike. After the transition, the bike ride was roughly an hour and... I'm trying to do math here, and it's really failing me right now. Um, no, excuse me. It was two hours and 18 minutes which is an average pace of 25 miles an hour throughout the whole bike course. This is the most impressive part. So you have the the swim, then a 56-mile bike ride. You're following it up with a 13.1-mile run, which was done in one hour and 19 minutes, a six-minute mile on average. Oh, my gosh. After all of that. A total time of four hours and 14 minutes. That's really impressive. I wouldn't have made it out of the water. It's amazing when you hear that broken down like that. How incredible that is. Yeah. But again, shout out to everybody over there. Yeah. Be remiss if we didn't say thank you for all the work they do. A lot to get to. We will talk about Urban Meyer in our segment, Meyer Meyer, You Got Fired. <laughs> dive, dive through all of that. The shenanigans over there with Jacksonville and maybe some next steps over there. And while we're talking about um, football, we do have some high school football recruiting updates as well. Mark, why don't you tell us about early signing day and some of the key uh, recruits. Yeah, so the first period of the early signing day was yesterday, actually, and 12 Polk County athletes made their decisions uh, for where they are playing their college football, where they're going to be playing uh, their next level football. So at Lakeland High, uh, Gabriel Brownlow-Dindy, he actually decommitted from Oklahoma after um, 
Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley, Riley left. Thank you, Jenna. You're welcome. Uh, now he's committed to play at, signed at Texas A&M, uh, along with Kenneth Thompson. He'll be at UCF. And you want to say this one, Jenna? This is yes. Nasir Bowers is going to my hometown of Toledo. There you and- go. That's my roommate's name. I love my roommate. Your roommate's so. name's Nasir Bowers? No, Nasir. Oh, oh I apologize. But no, 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 yeah. So, so Nasir Bowers will chances? head up to Ohio to play for the Rockets. Nice. Fantastic stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then for Lake Gibson, we have Jalen Glover. Uh, is going to Utah. Sam McCall is going to Florida State. Uh, Dion Villiers is going to Tennessee State. Uh, LCS, Lakeland Christian. Braylon Smith is going to Howard University. Uh, Idris Williams is going to Campbell University. Uh, for Kathleen, Jeremiah Jackson is going to Air Force at Auburndale. Elijah Davis is going to Utah. And Zach Tanner is going to Robert Morris University. And then for Frostproof, Davion Williams is going to Charleston Southern. So really cool to see the talent out of Polk County go to all across the country here. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And we, we talked a little bit earlier, too, before we got on the air about Travis Hunter decommitting from Florida State, mm-hmm. going to join Coach Prime over at Jackson yeah, State. Yeah, one of the so, top two prospect recruits in the entire nation. Yeah, so sad to lose him out of Florida, obviously. But, you know, best of luck to him and Coach Prime up there building a really reputable program. Um, congrats to all of our Polk County athletes who have officially made their decision on their next step in collegiate football. We look forward to seeing them on the big stage. And um, obviously we have uh, Sam McCall staying at Florida State and Kiannis Thompson at UCF. So we do have some people staying local, yeah. staying in market. Uh, that'll be fun to see. Switching gears a little bit, uh, sticking with high school athletes, though, high school basketball update. Uh, Jenna, give us an update on Santa Fe and Winter Haven. I'm going to take my shot at this. Get oh, it? Like basketball. Ah! Wow. wow. Eric, Look thoughts on that, that pun? Where are we at? Did we like that segue? Mm. That- oh, you got like a hesitant you know, eh. Whatever. The hesitant <clears throat> eh. <clears throat> okay. So we're going to take a look at some action over on the basketball court. So on the boys' side, Santa Fe beat Frostproof 74-53. Senior Trey Lane uh, scored a game-high of 27 points to lead the Crimson Hawks. Um, senior Devontre Cheney led Frostproof with 23 points. Santa Fe improved to 4-3, and three, while Fro- Frostproof fell to 5-2. and 2-5. Two. Two and yep. There it is. There we go. That's the one. Yep. And then what about Winter Haven? So Winter Haven beat Ridge Community 76-46. For their fifth win of the season, sophomore Isaac uh, Salazar and Jamie Phillips led Winter Haven with 21 points and 18 points. The Blue Devils jumped out on an, to an early lead of 41 to 19 at halftime. It didn't look back. Winter Haven is five and one on the season, while Ridge Community is four and two. Excellent stuff there. So, congrats to Winter Haven. Really hot start to the year at a five and one yeah. record. Uh, speaking of hot start to the year, in the Neil Duncan segment of the show, Bartow <laughs> beating McKeel Academy 66 to 30. Yellow Jackets fifth win in a row. They are in Fuego. After dropping the season opener, they improved to a 5-1 and one record. McKeel falls to a 3-4 and four record. On the girls' side, Lake Gibson held on to beat Lake Wales in a very close 54-53 to 53 game. Samari Wilson scored 20 points, including 5 points in the final 40 seconds. Pretty stellar wow. stat right there. Mm-hmm. That's I'll give the Braves the win. Her teammate, Tania Brown, scored 13 points and 10 rebounds for a double-double. Probably the game of the week when you look at it. Lake Gibson improves to seven and one. Lake Wales drops to seven and two on the season. Mm. Uh, finally, last part of segment one, we will do a high school soccer focus update. Mark, why don't you wrap that up before we head to break? Yeah, so look at some of the soccer uh, girls soccer scores from earlier this week. Lakeland Christian beat George Jenkins in a close one to nothing game. Uh, KJ Straub's goal in the 72nd minute was all the Vikings needed, as Bree Newberg picked up her seventh shutout of the season. So LCS improves to seven two and two on the season, while George Jenkins falls to five three and two. And then for Ridge Community, they beat Lake Gibson four to nothing. The Bolts have now won five of their last six matches, as Megan uh, Ronemus scored two goals. Junior goalkeeper. 
Reagan Adams made five saves for her third shutout of the season. And then Rich Community, they improved. They're still undefeated at 9-0-2, while Lake Gibson is even at 6-6-1. Six, six, so pretty good start to the year for Ridge Community, staying undefeated through 11 games. We'll see if they're able to keep up that pace throughout the rest of the season. And when we come back for our second segment here on Sports Central, we are very, very honored to have Jenny Levy here from the U.S. Lacrosse Women's National Team. Excited to talk with her about really exciting stuff coming up in 2022 for lacrosse in Polk County. You don't want to miss that. Stick right here on Sports Central Talk Radio 96.7. Sports Central. Talk Radio 96.7 Sports Central brought to you by Office Furniture Depot. In with the gang from Polk County Sports Marketing and Tourism. Here is Mark. We've got Jenna and we have Ryan. Per usual, Eric, thank you so much. And welcome back to Sports Central on Talk Radio 96.7. I feel so calm right now. I do. Yeah, I feel feel like this should have been playing during the break. I would have meditated the whole time. Oh, man. Would have been fantastic. Eric, great work on the music so far through segment one and two. Fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, we are still waiting on the call from Jenny Levy from U.S. Lacrosse. So while we wait, let's not keep you waiting. We will talk more about professional sports and give you an update. Um, I believe prior to the last show, the MLB was not in lockout yet. I don't think so. No, yeah, it's been. Um, this is actually the second week of being in a lockout. So, yeah, I don't think we've been on. I don't know. I don't think we've been because we pre recorded one. So, anyway, well, at least for us, we had Neil and Gerald on, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so they were on. So, okay. So, uh, let's talk about the MLB lockout. Mark, give me information on the MLB lockout. Well, they're locked out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. Can't confirm they are locked <laughs> out. That super in-depth uh, update. That's um, this, all so this is their first lockout in 26 years. Um, so this means that their players, coaches, they can't um, you know, talk with each other. Their management can't talk to their players. Actually, players who are injured can't go to their training facilities and right. work, work through the rehab, which is kind of an issue for uh, – some of the some of the players. Well, I feel like it's tough because of the connectivity now between ownership, management, and players, particularly with contracts, right? And that's yeah. why we saw a huge surge of contracts get signed right before right. Uh, the lockout. Didn't Justin Verlanders get signed during? I don't I th- know. And I think his closed out like the day before. Uh, yeah, I heard, yeah. That's, it, it was something very very close, and they were like, "How did that happen?" Yeah, and they were. Yeah, well, because a lot of them have to go through the league office, so it probably had something to do with the league making a decision by the time paperwork got right. in. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, yeah, so thank you for that update, Mark. MLB still locked out. Spring training is scheduled to start back in Polk County, as you know, with the Flying Tigers, uh, or excuse me, back in Polk County at Public Field. Tiger Town. Uh, Tiger Town there you go. in February. Uh, and then the Flying Tigers, uh, hoping they'll be able to start their season April 8th as well. What I think everyone is talking about is college football bowl games. College football is not locked out. Nope. There's no. a lot happening Very in college unlocked. football. Yeah. They are extremely unlocked. Yeah. Um, so Jenna, talk to us about bowl season. What should we prepare for? So bowl season begins this Friday with Middle Tennessee and Toledo in the Bahama Bowl. Um, two Florida teams clashed in the Union um, Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl as Florida takes on UCF on Thursday, December 23rd. College football playoff features Cincinnati and Alabama in the Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic and Georgia and Michigan in the Capital One Orange Bowl on New Year's Eve. Do you guys have really? any? Uh, A lot of teams going bowling. I think someone someone say right. Okay, mm. I was just gonna see, say, do you guys have any predictions on those three games? Uh, yep, yeah, I do. What are they? <laughs> <laughs> how does it how's it feel, guys? Doing that? <laughs> so I doesn't feel good. No. <laughs> um, 
You know, I, I'll start with the college football playoff. I like um, I like Alabama over Cincinnati, um, unfortunately, because mm-hmm. I really like to see Cincinnati win. But I think Alabama is going to be too much for them, particularly the way they played against Georgia. Georgia, Michigan's a little bit of a tougher one. Um, Georgia was dominating teams all year until they got to that Alabama game, and it kind of got exposed, especially in the secondary, which was kind of surprising, but also on the ground. Uh, I think Michigan comes in playing really good football. They've won a lot of big games down the stretch against a lot of tough opponents. So I like Michigan in that game. So I think it's going to be an Alabama-Michigan final. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I would have to agree. I I mean, great story by Cincinnati making the playoff. Um, First uh, non-Power 5 school, I Mm -hmm. believe, to make the playoff. So a great story out of them. But I think Alabama has too much firepower on both sides of the ball for Cincinnati to kind of deal with. Um, And I don't really want to see Georgia-Alabama play again. Um, as great of a game that was, and you know, probably the two best teams in the country. Um, but Michigan, yeah, like you said, they're playing well down the stretch, beat Ohio State, dominated Iowa in the Big Ten game. Yeah. Um, so that one, I think, is more up in the air than the Alabama Cincinnati game for sure. I agree. Jenna, what about you? I would agree with everything that you guys said. Um, but then in the, in the end, Alabama, Alabama wins because I could never, ever root for Michigan. Yeah, there it is. It's a little bit of the OH I-O. taking over right yeah. there. Uh, and then in the Florida UCF game, it'll be the debut, or excuse me, it'll be a um, showcasing of Billy Napier, mm-hmm. uh, the new Florida head coach. So that'll be good for Florida fans to see. See the signs. Is he of coaching Florida in that game? Is he? I don't know. Thought, he, did you just assistant? say that? Yeah, that's, that's what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> he's really, he's really I coaching. The, assumed he was taking over now. Oh wow! I mean, usually it's like, uh, they, you know, usually <laughs> the new coach doesn't start till like after the bowl season's over. So I was kind of surprised if he was going to take over for one game before the end of the season, but. We'll oh, that'd be cool if you I mean, did. what a game to take over. Yeah. yeah. We'll have to look that up. I was almost positive. I mean, you could was... be right. I mean, yeah. Or you could be wrong. Who knows? Yeah, it's both. Well, we'll have an update before segment three. We can do a retraction if we have to. <laughs> yes. Certainly. Certainly not. We've uh, never done one of those. Certainly not immune to that. <laughs> We've happened. never done one of those. <laughs> Plenty of times. <laughs> um, all right, shifting over to the NFL. What we do know is that the Bucks held off the Bills. They moved to a 10-3 and record over in the NFC, which is... Um, Starting to get really interesting, especially in the kind of wild card matchup, which we don't have to dive fully into. Um, but Bucks hold off the Bills and come back attempt 33-27 overtime. Former UCF standout Rashard Perryman caught the game-winning TD, 58-yard touchdown from TB12 in overtime. Uh, Tampa hosting the Saints on Sunday Night Football. I'll actually be there at the game. I'm so really excited really? to see that. Ooh. Yep, That's cool. Yep, yep, yep. That should be fun. I'm excited for you. Um, something we've been really excited to talk about. I know we're short on time, so we'll probably carry this over into the next segment. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars shut out 20 to nothing uh, against the Titans. It is their first shutout since 2009, and it's their fifth oh. shutout in franchise history. Hmm. And hmm. Uh, finally, the straw that broke the camel's back. There was a lot of straws on this camel's back. Uh, Urban Meyer, relieved of his duties late last night, offensive coach Daryl Bevel will serve as the interim head coach for the remainder of the season over there. Initial thoughts, guys? Uh, just a rough tenure for Urban Meyer in Jacksonville from start to finish. I mean, there was always, it seemed like always something was popping up in the news, not in a good way either for him, um, whether it was in Ohio, you know, um, with, <laughs> <laughs> everyone knows kind of the, the scene at the bar there. Um, and then all the stories you hear out of practice and the meetings with the coaches and players, um, just not a good, not a good stint for Urban in Jacksonville. No, no. I think that Jacksonville, um, I think they did all that they could. I think they gave him a lot of chances, and he just could not get it together for some reason. I think if you were making that much money, you'd kind of try to get it together really quick. But obviously, you know, 
on to the next. Another thing, too, the development of Trevor Lawrence hasn't gone as planned. No. Um, yeah, I mean, the top pick in the draft, some say he's the best quarterback to come out in the draft in the past you know, couple of decades, it seemed like. Um, but for him not to get improve as the season goes along, I'm sure has a lot to do with this. Uh, and listen, when we come back, we're going to stay on this topic. We'll talk a little bit more about Jacksonville Jaguars, what they do from here. Also, Gerald Richardson, you are correct. Mario Cristobal, new head coach for the University of Miami. Very excited to have him at the helm as well for you fans out there like myself. Stick around. Don't go anywhere. We'll talk more football here on Sports Central Talk Radio 96.7. Sports Central on your radio as we talk sports this Thursday afternoon. Sports Central brought to you by the Hampton Inn Bartow. And your host this afternoon is Ryan Buckley. Thank you again, Eric, for the theme music coming back into Sports Central Classic Talk Christmas radio. tune here. Oh, yeah. 96.7. Classic Christmas music here. So excited. For what? <laughs> Christmas. Every, everything. Oh, okay. <laughs> right, around, right around the corner. It's amazing. It's a week away. It's crazy that's a week away. Mm. A week away. It is. It's insane that 2021 is coming to a close, actually. Yeah. And we have so much going on in 2022. Um, but then as we close out 2021, not to kind of revert back here, uh, a lot of teams that have Christmas gifts on their mind. One that comes to mind is the Orlando Magic. All they want for Christmas is a win streak. That would be... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jenna. <laughs> that is all they want for Christmas. Yeah, Magic, right now, 5-24. and 24. Yeah, we, we talk about... Um, there's only so many times you can use the term a good young core or they have a good core nucleus before it starts becoming... Just a, a, young, a, young, a young nucleus. Yeah, they... <laughs> Just a young nucleus. They've really had a tough go. Um, <laughs> the schedule hasn't necessarily been kind to them either. You know, getting the Hawks, the Lakers, the Clippers, the uh, and the Warriors within those past couple games. Yeah. Not necessarily like a great uh, run. Not a great game coming up tomorrow against the Heat. No. Yeah. No, 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 no. That'll be a tough one as well. Now, that team in Miami is playing very well, 17-12 and 12 on the year. And they have a very good rounded team. That's their young nucleus. Uh, but a good rounded team. They're actually sitting fifth right now in the Eastern Conference. They're in a pretty good playoff spot. Despite losing their center, Bam Adebayo, uh, yeah. for a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and it'll be interesting to see. You know, it's we always look at Orlando, what they're going to do around trade deadline time, and what's going to happen there. Kind of up in the air at this point. Um, really, no notion of what's going to happen. And remember, they do have a first year coach, so there's always a new system, new implementation. Right. They got rid of a ton of their, you know, previous core group of players to try and make uh, this young <laughs> to get this they young got, nucleus. Yeah, they got rid of their old nucleus to get this young, get young nucleus. nucleus. <laughs> wow. Is this turning into a science show? Yeah. While the heat just has a core nucleus. That is correct. That's a good way way to describe it. Um, So Magic Heat, that game will take place at Amway coming up. Um, So that'll be a good good matchup between the two Florida teams. Also, kind of huge NBA news. Sorry to interrupt you. No, believe me, I'm used to it. (laughs) But Seth Curry breaking the all-time three-point record. That's huge news. All-time three-point record. Up at MSG, too, of all places. Yeah, Yeah, what a great spot to do it in. Such a historic building, yeah. I, I completely agree. Yes. And I don't know if you saw with the Warriors now, Clay Thompson getting ready to come back up um, to the big show. Another NBA news, Isaiah Thomas, um, reportedly from Woj, going to get a 10-day contract with the Lakers. I don't know if you saw, but Russell Westbrook's now on the COVID protocol. Mm-hmm. So they're down a point guard. So, um, they call it a hardship exemption. You can sign a player to a 10-day tryout. His debut back with a G League team 
42 points in uh, the game for Isaiah yeah, Thomas. Yeah, not a bad option for 10 days. I mean, uh, Isaiah Thomas is a great scorer. A veteran guy's played with LeBron before, yeah. right up in Cleveland, so they have some of that familiarity. Um, so where was he before the Lakers? In the G League? He was in the G what League, What made yes. him go back to the G League? I don't know if it was just an opportunity for him to showcase his talent and ability, which is what a lot of you see that sometimes with veterans. Jeremy Lin comes to mind of mm-hmm. I'll go in the G League, I'll kind of surface and see if I can get maybe one of those role bench player positions. Mm-hmm. Especially if they're kind of recovering from an injury that kind yeah. of had them set out for a long time. They or they kinda, went overseas, yeah. right? They went overseas for a couple of years. They're coming back, trying to get their foot in the door. Okay. A whole host of reasons. Um kind of killed my seg- segue there that I had. I was talking about Orlando, Miami, two Florida teams. Speaking of two Florida teams. Um, the NHL side, Tampa Bay Lightning and the Florida Panthers. Uh, I'm holding true to my prediction, which is that the Florida Panthers are the dominant premier Florida team in hockey this year. If you look, they are almost identical. <laughs> difference being, they're identical in points. Difference being in head-to-head, Florida has the advantage. They're 14-2 and at home, so they play well in home ice. They have 103 goals scored this year. That is second in the league. They are a high-scoring team. Wow. Um, they, they are an Excellent, excellent team. Both teams obviously playing well. Toronto is kind of who they're chasing after in that division, but they're nine points clear of Detroit, who is the in fourth. Are they in the in same division? division? Yes, they're yeah. in the Atlantic division. Okay. Um, so you know, congrats to them on a good start uh, tonight. Tampa Bay hosting the Ottawa Senators, who at this point are barely a hockey team, to be totally honest. They had a couple games canceled because of COVID. But are even they a football team or a basketball team? Or are they still... <laughs> they're, they're trying to play hockey. They're, they're okay. barely, they gotcha. barely qualify for that. They're awful. Um, and then the Florida Panthers have a little bit of time off before their next game in Minnesota against the Wild, which will be a really, really good game on the NHL. Panthers Network. actually play tonight. Yeah, they play tonight. They host the uh, LA Kings at Do 7 they? p.m. Yeah. Oh my god, I skipped right over it. You're right. Yes, they host the LA Kings tonight, 7 p.m. ESPN Plus is where you can watch all these games. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Um, talked a little bit about Isaiah Thomas and his G League appearance. Speaking of G League, we have the Lakeland Magic back in action tonight. That I know. <laughs> they are playing tonight. <laughs> playing tonight. It's been a little yes. all over the place yes, lately. Jenna are. can attest to that. My head's in a million different places, apparently. But they're going to return to the RP Funding Center this week. Um, Jenna, you were actually at the game two nights ago, correct? Um, against uh, the uh, Spurs. Awesome Spurs. How'd you enjoy it? Yeah, I know it was really, really fun. Um, I liked the little... So during each of the like timeouts and halftime and whatnot, it was kind of a whole show of, uh, you know, Swish trying to get his ball back. So during uh, one of the little breaks, he tried to shoot a half-point shot with blindfolds on. Well, while he was trying to find the ball, Grinch, the Grinch came and stole it. So the whole time, it's chat, you're like watching. Tons of kids were there, so it was really great for them. Um, and you're kind of watching the the Grinch dressed up in the Spurs uniform running around. Is that why you were dressed in green? I was, yes. That makes so much more yes, sense. Yes, Hans called and said, I need you to be the Grinch. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I, no one better. Truly wow. truly aware of many hats. <laughs> yeah. No, but it was a great game. Very, very close, unfortunately. Um, you know, the Spurs came up um, winning on that one. But it was a very, very good game. Definitely. And it was Devin County bobblehead night, right? Yes, yeah. I got two of them. Two of them? Yep. Wow. Yep, and they bobble very that? well. Yeah, and then tonight, uh, the giveaway is a Lakeland Magic Christmas ornament. Yes. Um, both games starting cool. at 7 o'clock. Tickets are still available. You can go visit the RP Funding Center um, and rpfundingcenter.com or lakelandmagic.com to find out about tickets to get yourself to the game tonight. Also, the Florida Tropics are getting their season underway. It's already been underway, but their home opener this weekend. Really excited to have them back in town. Um, having our sports teams back ready to play. Awesome feeling. Florida Tropics have two Major League Soccer honorees 
already major soccer major arena soccer league honorees this year already. Goaltender Hugo Silva and forward Zach Reget have been named the league's defensive and offensive players of the week for week two of this new season. Silva has faced 72 shots in two games. That sounds like a lot for soccer, but indoor soccer is a much, much different game compared mm-hmm. to outdoor soccer. Really something that you need to go check out if you haven't seen it before. Um, 37 saves. Uh, he was credited for 37 saves for a spectacular save percentage of .881 over the pair of games. So really doing a very good job. His goals against averages tops in the MASL currently at 2.5. Very similar to hockey, right? When you hear some of these stats, it's more hockey-oriented yeah. than soccer-oriented. Tropics home opener is this Saturday, December 18th. They take on the Ontario Fury. Season tickets for all 12 Florida Tropics home games are available. They're going to get you the best seats in the house. And you can visit um, the Florida Tropics official website or, again, rpfundingcenter.com for more information on that. In addition, the Tropics Blitz for the home opener. There are complimentary tickets. It's just pay by parking. There's information for that that's available, again, on rpfundingcenter.com or the Florida Tropics official website. So stay in touch for all of that. When we come back from break, we are going to talk about a little bit of a local college update, a little bit of a local event update, and see if we can get Jenny Levy on the phone. I know we're, we're keeping you waiting on her, so we'll see. And if not, we can preview you, uh, the U.S. Women's Lacrosse, what they have coming up in 2022. So don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. See if she calls in on Sports Central. Talk Radio 96.7. Talk Radio 96.7 in the Christmas spirit and talking sports at the same time. And they said it couldn't be done. Sports Central. Brought to you by Hall Communications. In the chairs talking sports is Jenna, Ryan, and Mark. They said it couldn't be done, Eric, but here we are. Right here. Right here. Right here. On Sports Central. Talk Radio. 96.7. Right here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Wow. What a show, guys. So much. There was so much news today. So much breaking news. Yeah, it's it's it really it's has. Lot, yeah. <laughs> it's been a lot. So if we leave anything out, it's it's just because we have to. We cannot fit it all. Come back next week. This one show. Yeah, we just leave you on a cliffhanger, basically. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> there it is, and it it reappears. <laughs> um, one thing we don't want to admit is our local college teams because they do such a fantastic job, and there's so much talent within the Poe County community um, that you can go check out. And particularly your two alma maters. Um, I know you guys have kind of a, a pulse check on your your uh, as alumni on your uh, at your schools. Let's talk a little bit about. We'll start with you, Mark, with Southeastern. Talk to us about Southeastern basketball. Yeah, so their men's basketball team. I had a feeling this was going to be a good year for them after being um, after after working as a grad assistant in the past two years. They're kind of covering their men's basketball team. I had a feeling this was the year they were going to kind of take off. Uh, and it's been pretty true so far. This past weekend, they beat number one St. Francis in a tight game, 74-72. Wow. Uh, junior Riley Minix kept off his 29-point performance with two free throws to give his team the lead with four seconds left. Uh, he was later named the conference player of the week. And then later this week, on Tuesday, they beat number 13 Grace College by, I think, like 15 points. Mm. So, I mean, mm. they've had a great stretch here beating some top teams in the country, uh, kind of um, you know, putting their their stamp on the season so far. So uh, great for great for Southeastern, great for the Sun Conference, uh, the conference they're a part of, along with Weber and Warner and uh, some others to uh, kind of showcase their basketball talents. So, yeah. Well, he used the uh, keyword there, Jenna, Weber. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about your alma mater? And we'll st- I guess we'll stick to uh, basketball. Yes, so the uh, Weber women's basketball team, they had a, uh, a kind of a few days off. Um, coming into this week, uh, this week on the on Tuesday on the 14th, they played Milligan University out of Tennessee, um, which they won 73 to 53. 
And then today, actually, unfortunately, they lost to number nine, Sterling College, 71 to 88 in the Warner Classic. But tomorrow, they would take on Bethel College from Indiana at um, 12 p.m. So well, they'll be back in action over there at Warner for their uh, Warner Classic. Tough matchup with mm-hmm. number nine, uh, Sterling. Still mm-hmm. kind of a good showing, but. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It, yeah. 71 to 88, I mean, with the num- ranked number nine team. Yeah. It's a pretty good, pretty good win. Or yeah. not a win for them, but a pretty good, you know, game for them. Yeah. Awesome. Well, at Mile Mater, Florida Southern, uh, kind of a little bit of a sticking with basketball here, but an event that's happening this weekend, December 17th through the 19th, it's the Mox Christmas Classic. Have you guys heard about this? I've not. No, tell me about it. I'll tell you a little bit about it, guys. So it is for men's and women's basketball. There are seven universities that are heading to Lakeland to play uh, the Florida Southern Mox men's and women's basketball team. So we'll have Eckerd College, Rockhurst University, and Davenport University as well as Cedarville University, LeMoyne College, and SSC Faux St. Leo University as well. All coming into Polk County. So really cool to have them here over that three-day stretch. We always talk about bringing people into the market, into the county, getting them involved. And that's kind of a theme this time of year, especially in, in uh, college basketball, right? Southeastern hosting their SU Invitational, Warner yeah. hosting their Christmas Invitational, and now Florida Southern hosting a lot of teams this, this week. Uh, so bringing colleges from all over the nation, as you said, to, to this area. Yeah, and there are no shortage of events that are doing that outside just, I mean, basketball, but just general events. We are bringing a lot of events into the Polk County market to close out the calendar year of 2021. Let's just talk about a handful of them, guys. How's that sound? Sounds amazing. Sounds even better than his amazing. Wow. Well, yep. then, Jenna, since you're so enthusiastic, tell us about the first event. <laughs> so coming up um, December 17th through the 18th is going to be the Sutz Polk County Hoop Fest and this was actually the same event that kicked off the very first event to ever be in the Fieldhouse. Really? Yeah. Oh, look at that little fun fact, yeah. little nugget. That should be a yeah. trivia question. <laughs> so such report. Now we, know, and, now we know the answer, though. Uh, yeah, so does everybody else. It's okay. It's okay, though. It's okay. I'll just tell them about the event. Such report and Elite Events Unlimited have teamed up for the second annual 2021 Polk County Hoop Fest that we held at the Advent Health Fieldhouse. This event is open to all boys and girls, varsity, JV, and freshman high school teams. Awesome stuff. Thank you, Jenna. Thank you for that little uh, historical nugget there. You're very welcome. Mark, what else we got? So another lacrosse event (laughs) (laughs) is uh, coming to town. Like Santa's coming to town next week, right? Let's keep it moving. That's Let's amazing. go. That's great. Great uh, stuff. So the Tropical Thaw, Thaw from 3D Lacrosse happening December 28th through the 30th. It's the third annual Tropical Thaw Lacrosse Tournament held at Northeast Regional Park. Awesome. And then we're going to hit 2022 before you know it, guys. And we're going to move on to Freedom Softball, January 7th through 9th softball tournament that takes place over at Walker Road Softball Complex as well as Southwest Softball Complex in Lakeland, and then Jenna, I purposely wanted to make sure you got to talk about soccer. That's why I lined it up like this. Perfect. That's so that's so great of you. You I'm know the, me so well. I'm in the Christmas spirit. Yep. So we have the ODP pool training for FYSA January 8th through 9th, and that will take place at Lake Myrtle Sports Complex out in Auburndale. Awesome. Well, there's a handful of events that we couldn't get to, obviously, and a lot going on both the end of this month and the start of next month. If you want to know more about those events, Head to www.centralfloridasports.com. Also, make sure to check out visitcentralflorida.org or just give us a call, 863-551-4750. So excited for the Christmas episode next week. It's going to be a lot, a lot of fun. So ho, ho, hold on for that episode next week. And for Jenna Kidd, for Mark McComb, for Eric in the studio, 
Again, thank you for the music, Eric. Fantastic. Ryan Buckley, appreciate you guys checking out Sports Central here on Talk Radio 96.7.